Welcome to the Uncommonly Made Podcast, where we bring people together to create connections and build relationships. So what I didn't tell you is anything about me, in case you don't know. My name is Carrie, and I am a nationally board-certified health and wellness coach. I received my education through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and completed that program in six months. About a year later, I sat for the national board exam with the National Board of Health and Wellness Coaches to be able to showcase that I do have the skill set that's recognized by the medical examiner to practice as a health and wellness coach. The future of health coaching is unlimited, and I'm really excited to be on the ground level It's a recognized field now in the medical community, and that's huge. So as I continue to advance my skill set and my learning, my desire here is to really just bring together a community of people who can expand the ideas of well-being and bring ideas together around well-being and overall health. So to kickstart this podcast, I'm going to share with you a talk that I gave around seven ways to nourish yourself. It's a condensed version specifically edited down for this podcast. Hopefully you can gain something from it and hopefully you'll be willing to share it with your friends. I look forward to this space growing and our audience increasing. So if you like it, be sure to subscribe, feel free to write a review and share with your friends. As we are navigating the changes and challenges in our current times, finding balance within ourselves can feel overwhelming. I'll share seven ways you can become more connected to yourself and find balance through nourishing your body and the mind with the ultimate goal of living a healthier life. As a health coach, it's my priority to help guide people towards lasting lifestyle change by implementing daily practices to benefit their overall well-being. Nourishment is defined by Oxford Dictionaries as the food or other substances necessary for growth, health, and good nutrition. So how can you nourish yourself? Number one, nutrition. Eat with your health in mind. Start each day with warm lemon water. This promotes hydration and detoxification. Lemon water offers the body an opportunity to cleanse and boost digestion. Starting the day here will have a lasting impact on your health. Plan out your meals in advance. This will take the guesswork out of the process. Making a meal plan is a great strategy to implement on your day off so that then you're prepared throughout the work week. Consider your busiest work day and making your plans so that no matter what curveballs get thrown your way, you're set up for success. Even if you're working from home, having your lunches packed and ready to eat will help you stick to your plan. Do you have a crock pot or an instant pot? Maybe it's time to break it out of the closet and delegate out some of that work. Shop for seasonal foods. Nutrient-rich produce provides immune-boosting benefits based on the time of year. We've all heard the phrase, eat the rainbow, and that fits here as well. Make sure your plate is as colorful as you can, and to be sure you're benefiting from the nutrients your body needs to fight disease, balance hormones, and uh, boost brain production. When you're shopping, you can also consider your meal plan and try not to overbuy on the things that lead to unhealthy snacking. Limit indulgences, especially during times of high stress. It might feel good to sit down with a bag of cookies and binge your favorite TV show after a stressful day, 
Or maybe you find yourself snacking at your desk all day while working from home, since the pantry is right there. The feeling you get from eating the cookies or chips can be found in other activities that offer offer some similar de-stressing benefits, while also keeping your nutrition in balance. Perhaps you could try a walk instead. A quick 10-minute yoga could give you that quick stress release, release that you're looking for. If you're snacking at your desk, maybe you could choose something like nuts or cut up vegetables instead. Two, exercise. So today's all about the physical body with exercise, and if nourishment means that you're having the substances for necessary growth, health, and condition, then exercise should be high on that priority list. But work, what works for one body might not work for another. What you do isn't as important as doing it. So during times of high stress or feeling out of balance, it may not make sense to embark on a new journey towards running a marathon. For someone else, that might be their perfect goal to focus on. Exercise reduces weight, lowers blood sugar, prevents diabetes, improves cholesterol, increases muscle strength, improves sleep quality, improves mood, and even sharpens the mind. It's your journey, and no one else can decide what what will work for you. So let's explore some ideas. So first, you want to figure out what works for you. It's better to get a little exercise every day rather than a lot. Wait. Figure out what works for you. It's better to get a little exercise every day rather than a lot of exercise only one to two days a week. Build up what works for you. You can find something to get your body moving and it doesn't have to look exactly what like someone else is doing. Want to walk for 15 minutes daily on your lunch break? Great. Want to wake up early in the morning and do a HIIT workout? Awesome. The key here is to do what works for you. Like Nike said, just do it. Don't have time? Schedule it. Put your workouts on your calendar just like a meeting. Would you cancel on your boss for a meeting? No. Don't cancel on yourself. This not only requires you to prioritize your well-being, but it also creates a sense of accomplishment. Find an accountability partner. Having a friend, coworker, online community member, or someone else to cheer you on can be helpful. Not only does it spark camaraderie, but it's harder to say no when someone is watching. Enjoy the journey. Your muscles may hurt. You may feel tired. If you miss a workout, you might feel like giving up. Just start again. Every day is a new day to start fresh. Just pick right back up where you left off and enjoy the journey. Your physical well-being is important. Another idea around being nourished is mindfulness. So the practice of mindfulness is to be aware of where you are in the present moment. Awareness around how you feel without judgment or questioning provides you with a sense of understanding so that then you can learn about what you need to feel nourished. There are many benefits to incorporating this practice into your daily life. Some of the key benefits of mindfulness may be reduce stress, less brain fog, it can treat heart disease, reduce chronic pain, and can be used in mental health treatment for those who struggle with depression, eating disorders, substance abuse, and some OCD tendencies. Stay here with me as we explore some key ways you can add mindfulness to your daily practice. Learning how to breathe. It sounds kind of funny because we all breathe, 
But taking long, slow inhales and long, slow exhales slows down your nervous system and allows the body to become calm quickly. There are many different breathing techniques that can work at different times of need. A good place to start is by holding one hand on your belly and the other hand over your heart. Feel your breath expand in your abdomen as you inhale and as you exhale, push all the air out. You can do this at your desk, in the car, even at a red light. There's no limits. Learning how to breathe into your feelings will truly help you connect your mind and find that awareness. You can listen to a guided meditation. There are many great resources for meditations, from YouTube to paid applications like Calm. You can have access to mindfulness teachers from all over the world. Meditation can be short, two to five minutes in length, or longer depending on your practice. The common myth of meditation is that you don't have to think. That isn't the case. What you do is allow thoughts to freely come and go. Acknowledge where you are and then focus back on your breath. This teaches you to be in the moment and allow the body to connect without judgment or planning. Spend time outside. Take a nature walk, maybe even barefoot. If you spend time in nature, the sound and feelings of the earth can have a healing effect. As you sit outside or perhaps walk outside, notice what you hear. Notice what you see. This practice connects you back to the present moment and away from life's distractions. Being outside is a great way to spend a short break to reset the brain and enhance productivity. Practice mindful eating. So we already talked all about nutrition and choosing foods that benefit the body. If you take that to another level and be connected with the food, your eating becomes mindful. When you look at your plate as fuel, nourishment, and give it the intention of fueling your body for a purpose, you'll find that eating can become a relaxation technique. This is a time to be thoughtful, listen to your body, and take a pause in your day. When you apply that strategy, you can reset and find new energy that can power the rest of the busy schedule for the day. Next up, we're going to talk about media exposure, which is kind of funny as you're listening to this on a device. But as you continue to build your nourishing habits, remember that part of the process is patience and grace. So if you find yourself falling short in a particular area, you just pick back up and move forward. So with the media exposure, it's really easy to get caught up watching different news sources, social media, different things are coming into our brain from sources outside of where we are currently. So there's some important key tips that can help you as you navigate new sources and social media in your day-to-day. One tip is to allow yourself a designated amount of time to catch up on current events. You can do this either in the morning, maybe after you've had breakfast and offered your body nourishment, or later in the day. The key here is to set a reminder and give yourself access to what you want to know for a short period of time. Once the timer goes off, stop. You can utilize the features on your phone for screen time limits too. It's awesome that our devices can alert us when to turn themselves off. This is a great tool to use as a quick reminder that you have hit your limit, but don't ignore it. Set boundaries with yourself and remember it's for your own benefit. Stay aware of what resources you're using for your news. Do you seek out sources that are credible and reliable? Are you finding that certain sources create tension within you and make your heart rate rise? 
Stop and evaluate the impact that source is having on your body and choose to give yourself a mindful break. Another tip is to turn off all of your screens at least one hour before bed. That includes your phone. The binging Netflix won't help you turn off your brain for restful sleep. Even if what you're watching is uplifting, the blue light and digital imagery keeps the brain on alert. When the goal is to relax and unwind, media exposure of any kind does the opposite. Allow yourself the opportunity to rest by plugging your phone in across the room or even in another room altogether. During such tumultuous times, it's important to recognize and know your limits. By implementing those practices, you'll be able to get the information you need without overdoing it and without getting yourself pulled into a stressful situation. Scrolling through social media tends to create a negative dialogue in our minds. Watching too much news increases our stress responses. You don't have to ignore what's going on in the world, but you can choose what, you, what you're going to hold on to and where you get your information from. So choose wisely. Next, some things to explore are trying new things. You can make something, learn something, or do something new. Creating new experiences builds trust in yourself. Thinking of a small child, consider how exciting it is for them to learn something new. How we praise that wobbly 10-month-old as those first steps happen. That response is joy, confidence, excitement, fun, just to name a few. Now, think of yourself as you learn a new skill or try a new experience. Do you feel joy? Do you feel a renewed sense of confidence? In the past, you might have failed at that, at that one thing. You may have gotten a bad grade. You may have been let go from a job, lost a big project. In those experiences, your confidence may have gone down. You may have developed a fear of failure. By creating a new experience now that you've never had before, you can retrain your brain to trust yourself. You can reframe that fear and turn it into excitement. In times of stress, trying something new can distract you from the stressor. When you engage in a different part of your brain, it can help you focus on something different just long enough to remove that stress response. The brain likes to be used. So if you're focusing on stress as a factor too much, by implementing something new, it can spur a positive response in the brain, shifting you into a healthier state of being. Starting on a new project or activity will limit that feeling of boredom. Boredom can have a negative impact on the body. Loneliness, fatigue, and anxiousness can all stem from the brain not being used enough. People who are bored may turn to food and unnecessary snacking or drinking to feel better. So by starting on a new project, learning a new skill, or having a new experience, you have more to do with that downtime. During the recent stay-at-home orders, people felt uneasiness with not being able to do all of the things that they normally could do. This resulted in a lot of boredom. That time sparked a tremendous opportunity for people to learn a new skill or take on a new project. New experiences don't have to be big. This can be as simple as trying a new recipe or tasting a new food you have never tried before. Possibly baking wasn't something you enjoyed in the past, but now you'd like to learn. Walking around your neighborhood or community or taking a new road is trying something new. If you ever wanted to learn a new language, now's the time. Prefer to stay home? Reading a new book or starting a new puzzle? Those are easy to try. Try building something from scratch. 
As you can see, there's a variety of benefits to trying new experiences. Our brain should be used similarly to how we use our body. It will function better if exercised. If you've been feeling down, lonely, or bored, or maybe have signs of brain fog, consider learning a new skill or trying a new task that you've always wanted to try. Then see how your body responds. Making new memories will create a lasting impression and ultimately help you live a more nourished life. Next up, we're going to talk about cultivating interpersonal relationships and being present in your community. Isolation is not an ideal way of life and should be kept to a minimum. Even the most introverted person will feel the need to connect in community after a period of time. A sense of community support and energy is known to improve quality of life and provide an overall sense of fulfillment. So below I'll share some key So today I'll share some key points around that idea of cultivating interpersonal relationships as a way to stay nourished. You could consider a club. What do you love to do? Maybe it's painting, reading, hiking. There's probably a club for that. Meetups.com, community groups online are just some examples of spaces that connect individuals who have common interests. The local library also has offerings. The value in spending time with other people who share similar interests extends your own joy. You can feel a sense of belonging and engage in conversations that encourage growth. Listening to these podcasts is a prime example of how you can stay connected to community, make new connections, find people who have similar interests as you. If you live far away from your family and don't have health, a health or don't have a healthy family dynamic, creating a close-knit circle of friends can also provide you with a sense of community and belonging. Knowing that you have relationships where you can be authentic and also show up for others as support is nourishing to the mind and body. Regularly evaluate who it is you spend the most of your time with. You could write letters. You could use the internet like FaceTime or Zoom to have conversations online. You can think outside the box when it comes to being together in your community. Our recent cause for limited social contact and physical distancing has taught us to get creative with how we connect. In what ways do you stay with do you stay in touch with the people who you value if you can't be together in person? We tend to isolate more in these winter months as well. You can change the method for connection without compromising the relationship. The immediate community you live in is a great place to start. Do you know your neighbors? Some of my best memories with my neighbors were walking around after boarding up our windows in preparation for a potential hurricane. We all came together with a sense of community and support during a stressful circumstance, and that cultivated lasting relationships. When we were kids, Sesame Street taught us who are the people in your neighborhood way back when PBS morning cartoons were a thing. Maybe you could connect through evening walks or organize a community potluck. You never know the impact that you could have on your neighbors. So those are just a few ways that you can become more connected and cultivate new relationships with the idea of nourishing your mind and body along the way. Not only will you benefit from the effort, but so will those around you. So as you move into the next week, how can you connect to your community? What ways can you nourish others while also nurturing your own well-being? Our last and final pillar here that I'm going to discuss 
on the seven ways to nourish yourself is sleep. Sleep is so important. The best way to create new habits is one step at a time. After you take that first step, just keep going. So here's some practical strategies to make the best out of your night's sleep, regardless of your schedule, whether you work night shift, day shift, 12-hour shifts. There's a way to maximize your time to feel rested and to nourish your body. The key is to establish a system that works for you. Inadequate sleep can lead to hypertension, mood disorders, brain fog, and it can reduce your immune function. The CDC recommends that adults get 7 to 9 hours of sleep per night. There's some things that you can do to encourage your body to drift into a deep sleep for quality rest. The first is to be consistent. Set a schedule that suits your lifestyle. Your bedtime and your awake time should be roughly the same every day, even on the weekends and vacations. Make sure it's early enough to get a minimum of 7 hours of sleep. If you know you have to be up at a certain time for work or getting the kids off to school, count backwards to the latest that you can go to bed to make sure that you hit that goal. Turn off all electronic devices at least one hour before bed. That's right, scrolling media or watching TV might feel like a release at the end of the day, but that screen is too stimulating. I mentioned earlier that limiting media exposure and the impact that that has on sleep included in this conversation should be the removal of bright lights. Consider keeping the lights in your home dim after dinner. Your body will naturally adjust. If you're on the night shift, this might include room darkening curtains and shades to block out the harsh lighting so that you can get a restful sleep during the day. Establish a bedtime routine. This can be a warm bath, a short yoga practice, meditation, or other calming activities like reading. Your bathroom routine should be complete so that once you're in bed, you don't anticipate having to get back up. Set a relaxing sanctuary that is peaceful and calm. Try journaling for 10 minutes right before bed. Finding it hard to stop your brain from thinking of all the things at night, that grocery list, the laundry that still needs done, work deadlines, they're all going to be there. Write it down and let it go until tomorrow. Consider trying out an external resource like a sound machine or some sort of a guided audio for streaming sleep stories, music, or nature sounds. Those help the mind focus on something other than your to-do list and something soothing to allow you to let go of those racing thoughts. Well, that's a very condensed list to try, there are many more ways that you can revamp your routine to benefit your quality of sleep. Consider consulting a doctor if you're unable to sleep regularly or if you feel your routine for sleep isn't manageable on your own. It's okay to ask for help. Your body will thank you for it. So those were seven practical ways that you can feel nourished and hopefully feel empowered to go about your day with a renewed sense of self and a sense of being. Thanks for listening.